Welcome to the Week 13 Podcast, here to discuss the triumphs, trials, and fibrillations of nursing that somehow keep us coming back for more. My name's Courtney. I'm a 25-year-old novice nurse who decided to dive headfirst into my nursing career. Most days, I still don't know what I'm doing. Thankfully, I have a variety of expert colleagues and endless resources to help me get by. In the podcast, I'll talk about the complexities of travel nursing, sharing knowledge, lessons, and expertise for us all to implement in our day-to-day nursing careers. Let's collaborate. Hey guys, welcome back. I first have to start by apologizing for the poor sound quality of last week's episode. I realized that it was really staticky and kind of muffled in the background, and I think what happened is that my computer was picking up my audio as opposed to my microphone that I have plugged into my computer, so it was just kind of picking up a lot of the background noise as well. So I apologize for that. I know that it was probably really hard to listen to, but I appreciate all of you for bearing with me. That is the beauty of doing all of this on my own, is learning as I go. I don't have any professional help helping me edit or record or anything like that. I'm standing in the closet of our rental right now recording because it's the quietest place in the house and doesn't echo. (laughs) But again, I'm sorry, and I for sure have my microphone picking up my audio this week, so hopefully it'll be a little easier to listen to for you. Over the last couple of weeks, I have been working on finding my next assignment, and it honestly has not gone as smoothly as I would have hoped or thought. In fact, I have not been this stressed over finding an assignment since trying to find my very first assignment. Oftentimes, when you start to look for your first assignment, it's a little tougher to land a job because you don't have any travel experience under your belt. And this requirement in any job always gets to me. I get that With healthcare jobs, especially in critical care areas like the emergency department or ICU, are often high acuity and they require you to be able to adjust to your environment and to learn on your toes. But ultimately, hospitals have to understand that we all start somewhere and be open to being a nurse's first travel assignment or even their first staff job. I was mostly stressed out at that point when I was looking for my first assignment because, as I mentioned in episode one, we had put in our notice to vacate our apartment and my notice to quit my job before I had anything lined up. And then when I did get something lined up, my start date was pushed back, which isn't as uncommon as you may think. At that point, we didn't have much saved up, which was really scary, but thankfully we were able to stay with my grandma for as long as we needed until everything was secured and I was ready to start. Family support is one thing that's not lacking in our journey, and I highly, highly, highly recommend talking about all of the different scenarios with someone that you can rely on and fall back on if needed. When I signed the contract for Pennsylvania, the onboarding specialist sent me a list of requirements to complete that included address verification, new hire documents, a couple tests, background check information, drug test information, fingerprinting requirements, and so on and so forth. 
Wisconsin is a compact license state. So initially when I was looking for contracts, I was only looking at compact states and I applied for a compact license and got it really quickly. But as I started to get more and more anxious about landing my first contract, I decided to expand my search. Pennsylvania is not a compact state, so I did have to apply for a license there. Immediately after she sent me the email, I sat down and started chipping away at the tasks to get them done in a timely manner, and I think I completed everything in like seven hours. I filled out all of the forms that I needed to and scheduled appointments for my drug screening, my physical, and my blood work. The most difficult part about getting licensed in another state is getting fingerprinted. There should always be two options for getting fingerprinted. One is that the state can send you a fingerprint card via FedEx for you to complete on your own and send back via snail mail, or you can have them done at a certified fingerprinting location within that specific state. Initially, when I applied to get a Pennsylvania license, the credentialing specialist told me that I could start my assignment with my fingerprint results pending. So I scheduled our trip to Pennsylvania all around that appointment. I planned for us to leave on a Friday, arrive on a Sunday, have my fingerprinting appointment on Monday, and then start on Tuesday. Well, (laughs) on Wednesday, two days before we were supposed to leave, I woke up to an email saying that they are no longer allowing travelers to start with their fingerprints pending and that that was only an exemption during COVID. So at this point, I had a couple options. I could fly to Pennsylvania, get fingerprinted, fly back, and wait for the results, which could take two to four weeks, all while staying at my grandma's and being unemployed. I could wait for them to FedEx me fingerprint cards, which would take even longer, or we could drive to Pennsylvania and do everything as planned and hope that my contract doesn't get canceled in the time that it takes me to get my fingerprint results. With Stephen working from home and working remotely, I really didn't want to take the chance of driving to Pennsylvania, sitting there for two weeks, and them canceling my contract. And I also didn't really want to wait for them to FedEx me fingerprint cards, so ultimately, I chose the first option. I was able to schedule to get my fingerprints done the next day at 1 p.m. and found a flight to Pennsylvania that landed at 11 a.m. and a flight back to Wisconsin at 6 p.m. the next day. So it was a full 22 hours of flying across the country and back for literally a five-minute appointment. (laughs) I received my fingerprint results about 10 days after getting them done, and I was able to start only two weeks later than originally planned, but that changed a couple other things as well. When you submit to an assignment, you will have to request any time off that you'd like during the duration of the assignment. Since there aren't any holidays that fell during my assignment in Pennsylvania, I didn't have any weddings or other commitments scheduled back home, so I took a random weekend off for Stephen's birthday just to make sure that I'd have at least one stretch of time off during my assignment because you never know what your schedule is going to be. You don't know if they're going to schedule you a bunch of days in a row. You don't know if they're going to schedule you every other day. Like, you really don't know and you don't really have a say in it. So every year, there is a traveler's conference in Vegas for a weekend, 
And being at the beginning of my travel nursing career, I decided it would be worth it to go and to learn more about the industry. And it fell perfectly on the weekend after my contract ended in Pennsylvania. Originally. (laughs) But being pushed back two weeks for my fingerprints, tacked on two weeks to the end of my assignment. Knowing this, while I was in Pennsylvania for my appointment, I took the time to drive to the hospital I'd be working at, and I met with the manager of the department to do a little sucking up. (laughs) I really didn't want my contract to get canceled, and I really didn't want to be out $900 for my trip to Vegas. So I guess the sucking up was worth it because thankfully he was really understanding and able to make that accommodation for me. Finding my assignment in Arizona was pretty seamless and worked out perfectly. I took my interview call in the soiled utility room at work in Pennsylvania, which, (laughs) I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but I was ultimately offered a contract the next day, so that was really nice. It was really quick, really easy. Arizona is a compact state, so I didn't have to jump through any hoops to get onboarded, Getting drug tested was a little bit of a hassle because I was completely booked within my last couple weeks in Pennsylvania and my parents were coming at the end of my contract, but eventually it all worked out. We had planned to stop home back in Wisconsin for 10 days to catch up on appointments and family time, and then we made our three-day trip to Arizona. As my contract here is coming to an end within the next week, I'd love to tell you where we're going next, (laughs) except that we don't know yet. The week of Christmas, we started talking about our options to stay on the West Coast. There is still so much to do and so much to see out here, and we're not ready to leave, but we're also not ready for colder weather. That being said, we decided that California would be a good option. Neither of us love the thought of being in a big city, so I looked around and saw that there are a lot of contracts outside of the big cities and started talking to my recruiter about submitting to them. Now, unfortunately, California is not a compact state and it's one of the slowest states to process applications. So knowing what I learned from Pennsylvania and the whole fingerprinting process, I always said no time. I filled out my application for a license, a separate application for a temporary license, and I booked a fingerprinting appointment that, like, the week of Christmas. On December 28th, Stephen and I drove five hours to California for yet another five-minute fingerprinting appointment, and my fingerprints were processed immediately and sent over to their board of nursing. Since then... My applications have literally been sitting and pending for almost a month now. I talked with my recruiter about an emergency license, and she informed me that after I accept a contract, I'd receive an emergency license, which I honestly don't really understand, but I trust her, so I'm just kind of going with it. In the meantime, I've been submitting to places like crazy, but the market is so incredibly competitive right now because a lot of travel nurses take the holidays off and are starting to get back into it around January and February. I was hoping to start my next assignment on January 31st, but clearly that's just not going to happen. So we're just going with the flow. Today, I overcame my fear and anxiety of working with more than one agency. I have had a Vivian account. I have 
talked about Vivian in the past. It's an account where you pretty much just put in all of your information, your resume, your certifications, your education, your experience, your references. I don't know if I already said that. You put in all of your information and jobs pop up for different agencies. And if you're interested in the job, you click that you like it. And then a recruiter from that agency will reach out to you. So like I said, I've had a Vivian account for a while, and a couple of weeks ago, I was curious to see what other jobs were available through other agencies. After expressing interest in one of the jobs posted, a recruiter from a different agency reached out to me about onboarding, and as soon as I got that onboarding email, I chickened out complete panic set in. I suddenly felt super confident that I was going to get an offer within the next week or so, so I didn't pursue this any further. But that was two weeks ago, and I still don't have an assignment. So this morning, I woke up and completed the onboarding process and had a call with a new recruiter. He was able to get my account ready for submitting right away, and I even submitted to a job today. So that's super exciting. I will say it was a lot less stressful starting to work with another agency and recruiter now that I'm already settled in with one because I don't have two separate people coming at me for information and I'm able to keep myself organized and don't feel like I'm repeating everything. I feel like starting to work with two separate agencies right off the bat can be tough because what you send and do for one, you most likely are going to have to send and do for the other. And that can get really confusing and you can double send to people, you can forget to send to one. So I think that it's been easier starting to work with a second agency now that I'm a couple assignments into it and also know my worth and know what to ask for. I do have a notes section in my phone to list which hospitals I'm submitted to with which agency so that I can keep them straight and when they call and I have an interview, I tell the right recruiter about it and whether or not it's something I'm interested in. I still don't even have a temporary California license and I have tried calling every day for the last couple of weeks to check on the status of it. But the queue is full for callbacks, and all of the representatives are currently busy every time I call. (laughs) So I guess it'll happen when it happens. I have not completely given up hope for California, but I have been applying to other places out here in the West, like Colorado, Utah, Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho, I think other compact states that are out here in the West so that even if we don't go to California for this assignment, we are still near it for the next one. There is still so much uncertainty, but at this point, I'm trying to remain optimistic and remind myself just how far I've come in the last six months. All of these obstacles have taught me just how important it is to save money even while paying things off. During my first contract, I was able to pay off my car, but I still made it a point to put money into savings every week for times like this. My plan right now is to play everything by ear, and hopefully in the next week or so, I'll hear something, but if we don't hear anything by the 28th, we will start considering other options. 
We have to be out of our rental house on February 1st, and with nothing lined up, we've talked about getting an Airbnb on the coast of California for a few weeks while I look to secure my next assignment. We've talked about waiting it out in Colorado. We've even talked about taking a road trip back home and waiting for something to happen. But as of right now, there is no plan. And for someone who loves to plan every single detail of life, it's been a hard but very humbling pill to swallow. I will say something I'll do differently for my next assignment is to sign our lease for an extra two to three weeks so that if this happens again, we at least have a secure place to stay. Moving around isn't a problem, but it's also not the most convenient to move multiple times and load and unload the car at every place. We don't have much stuff, but what we do have is all we have, so the thought of packing up our car and then going and staying at a hotel and letting literally everything we own sit in a parking lot at risk for being stolen is a little nerve-wracking, but we're just going to go with the flow and either stay at an Airbnb or get a hotel or do really whatever we need to do in between this assignment and the next one, and we'll see what happens. Travel nursing is a beautiful, life-changing experience, but it can also be tough sometimes. Licensing isn't easy. Onboarding isn't easy. Leaving your family behind isn't easy. So if you're just starting out or you're in a rough patch, just know that you're going to get through it and it is going to be worth it. We never thought Pennsylvania was going to be for us. It was never on either one of our bucket lists. But when I was there for my fingerprinting appointment and rented a car to explore the town that I'd be on assignment in, I absolutely fell in love and it made me so much more excited for our time there. And I became really grateful for the unfortunate circumstance that I was in. We absolutely loved Pennsylvania, although our housing situation wasn't the most ideal and I didn't love the hospital that I was working at. We spent a lot of time walking around the town that we were staying in. We tried a ton of different restaurants and hiked different trails every weekend. We both knew we wanted to come to Arizona at some point during our journey And we had really high expectations for it, but it has kind of let us down. The house we are renting is beautiful, but we have had more issues with things than we would have liked to deal with, and the location just isn't awesome. We are 25 minutes from the nearest grocery store and any sort of entertainment, but at least the hiking has been enjoyable. I have learned that sometimes planning everything and having high expectations isn't always a good trait because it leaves so much room for letdown. So I'm learning to take a deep breath and let my expectations go and my spontaneity grow. Some important takeaways from this episode are, number one, Always have a backup plan, whether that's scheduling an extra few weeks in your current rental or having a family member or friend on standby that you can crash with just in case. Number two, always have some money saved up in case you're unable to secure an assignment in a reasonable amount of time. I'm grateful that money is one less thing that we have to stress about during this unplanned time off. 
Number three, make sure you have a strong support system. Doing this alone would make it harder to deal with, but doing it with an unsupportive partner would be nearly impossible. Number four, learn to embrace the unknown and make the best out of it. Go see an area near your current assignment that you didn't make it to, or go get lunch with coworkers that you're saying goodbye to. And number five, stay positive. I have spent the last couple of weeks down in the dumps about not having an answer, and today I finally realized that I could let this get me down or I could let it lift me up. I tell people every single day that we chose to do travel nursing specifically for the travel benefits, and instead of reminding myself of that and using this time off to explore, I have been wallowing. It's definitely tough not to have an answer when people ask where you're going next, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're going next, and it doesn't matter what people's opinions of where you should be going next are, because it's your life, and this is your journey to build and your story to write, and it's important that you are happy no matter what. And I guarantee you, those people who are asking you where you're going and what you're doing and what your plan is only want you to be happy. So make sure you keep that in mind when it feels really stressful and really heavy to not have an answer. I hope that I have an update for you next week, but (laughs) again, with the uncertainty and not knowing, I may not have an update for you, and I'm okay with that, and Like I said, we're going with the flow and taking it one day at a time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Week 13 Podcast. This podcast is intended to be a guide and a source of encouragement to existing and future travel nurses to learn from my experiences since the beginning of my travel nurse career. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, review, or share with a friend. Have an awesome week.